the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever on Volume Sports YouTube channel. Live, we're in August. We can smell the football in the air. You got to be excited over there. I see you with the Russell Wilson. Yes, I told everyone I got the jersey. It's here. I am wearing, I do have a Joe Burrow jersey in my closet that I probably should have put on since we're going to be talking about the AFC North. But nonetheless, I've got my Broncos jersey on. August is here. Football is around the corner and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Well, we're going to break down in this episode, arguably the most difficult division outside of our own, the AFC West. We got the AFC North we're diving into. And on FanDuel Live, let's start with who we like to win the division. We have the Ravens as a favorite, as a humble plus 175 here. Bengals plus 200. Browns right there at plus 230. And then, of course, the long shot Steelers with Mitchie True Biscuits at almost 10 to 1. How do you feel about this division? Yeah, this is I, I agree with you. I, I would say this is probably one of the more difficult divisions in terms of the competitive nature of it. Obviously, ours is probably the worst RIP to both of us there. But um, for, this is an interesting one for me. I think it's I think it boils down to a tight race between the Bengals and the Ravens here. Hard not to back a team like the Bengals who has smelled a championship. They were right there. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl last season. We've obviously talked about this a million times. Great QB in Joe Burrow, and that was with a very struggling O-line, um, which just makes his job harder. So if we can make his job easier in the offseason, which I'm sure was the Bengals' mindset, um, I can't imagine that he doesn't have another great year. As for the Ravens, though, it's worth noting, you know, they were 8-9 and nine last season the most injured team out of any team in the league, in my opinion. Um, So you get a healthy Ravens team with a QB like Lamar Jackson. It's really hard to not also want to back the Ravens here. I will say the one thing when I was looking at these two teams, trying to figure out which one I liked to come out on top in the AFC North. I think for me, the Bengals' ability to both pass and run to me is kind Mm -hmm. of the up that they have on the Ravens. Obviously, we've discussed that 
Lamar Jackson uses his legs a lot. We think this is going to be a run heavy year for the Ravens. I think the Bengals are going to do both. Um, So that for me is kind of where I'm like, ah, that's the one thing they've got is they don't really battle health. Now we do know Joe Burrow, he has battled injuries himself. So let's hope for a healthy season for the Bengals there. But um, I think the Bengals being able to do both the passing game and the running game for me is kind of why I'm leaning towards the Bengals. And from a value perspective for the the value betters out there, I don't know if we're ever going to get the Bengals again at plus 200. I mean, To be honest with you, I was a little surprised that they weren't the favorite in this division. So to get them at 200, I'm going to go with the Bengals to win the AFC North. It's a toss up and we're going to go right into too high, too low or just right. And FanDuel has one game higher for the Ravens than the Bengals. I know. I was a little surprised by that. Here's the thing. And I'll just talk it out with you. I'm, I'm going through my process. I looked through every game on the schedule between these two and it's going to seep into our too high, too low. But they are separated by like one game. This division is going to come down to one game. And they, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, play each other in Cincy in week 18. And I think that will decide the division often like the NFC East does. But this team that had an abysmal offensive line live, they go out, they get offensive linemen from three organizations that pride themselves on great offensive line. They yes. got Alex Kappa. They swooped them from the Bucks and Brady. They took Lyle Collins from the Cowboys and Dak. And then they swooped the center from the Patriots. How do we not look at that? I know. I and know. then look at what the Ravens didn't do. And we heard it through the grapevines. This has been the offseason of qu- anonymous quotes. Rumor mill. someone <laughs> out there said no one wants to play with Lamar at the wide receiver position. And I'm looking at the depth chart, Liv, and it's Bateman, Devin Duvernay, a pack of Skittles, and Mark Andrews. I mean, who is... <laughs> Who is Lamar throwing to? It's going to be all on his shoulders. And that's what I'm concerned with. The defense is great. Little volume sports, Kyle Hamilton draft pick. Shout out there. They look great defensively. I'm concerned and I'll toss it back to you. And it is a contract year for Lamar. So I do think this team that went under 500 that never often does is a chip on their shoulder coming in with a lot to prove. That does concern me from a future perspective. I just don't know how we ignore that the Super Bowl AFC representative got better and we don't want to Correct. take him at two to one here. Right. I, I mean, I'm with you. I, you, they made it all the way. And I think last year was a year where it was like the Bengals really like they, they really surprised me personally. Um, this wasn't a team that I had on my radar in this time last year. You know, I didn't think the Bengals were making it to the Super Bowl, but they did. And they showed the kind of fight, the competitiveness, the talent that they've got on their roster and they only made it better. So to me, yeah, I'm with you hard not to back the Bengals here. So talking about these, too high, too low, just right numbers. Let's yep. let's stay on these two teams. Ravens are at 10 and a half. Let's start there. How are you feeling about that number? And are you going to go over? Are you going to go under? I'm going to say it's just right. And I do lean taking the over because I do think it's going to be a dogfight between the Bengals and the Ravens. Um, I was a little surprised to see their number higher than the Bengals. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I think we're accounting for the fact that Lamar will be healthy. The team will be healthy. It is wildly impressive to have an eight and nine record with the amount of injuries that they had last season. So obviously taking that into account, I think that's why we've got that number at 10 and a half. But again, that's just three more wins that they need next season. And I just absolutely see that being very, very doable and possible for Lamar Jackson and company if they're healthy. Now, 
if is the key word. You cannot predict health, unfortunately. So there's a little bit, you know, it's gambling. So we're, we're taking a gamble here, but I do think the number is just right. I would take the over. They've got an easier schedule this year than last year. You mix that with a healthier squad, hopefully. I think the number's right where it should be, and I'll take the over. I'm so indecisive on over, under, and we're back in the Bengals here, and I'm looking at the Bengals schedule. And so I did... And I did it more for the Rave, the Bengals than I did the Ravens, but games that this team can lose and games that this team can win, this, this division I think is going to come down to who plays the best in division. Yeah. And this Ravens team historically plays incredible in division last year. And again, this was injuries. They're one in five in division and they still won eight games. So that is actually troublesome if you want to fade the Ravens because right. there's no way they're going one and five in division. Right. They defensively, they gave up more points per game than the Bengals and offensively, they weren't particularly impressive either. They were a top three rushing team outside of that. But in a year with a team that gets their franchise quarterback and their running back who could be a star in Dobbins with a great D I got to go over here. I, it sounds contradictory as we talk on the Bengals here with nine and a half, but I got to go over. I, I can't convince myself that this team is going to lose seven games in a, a ton on the line season. I can't do Agreed. it, but the Bengals are nine and a half. So how do you feel yep. about that line? Yeah, they were 10 and seven last season. Outstanding season. I, you know, I sound like a broken record with the Bengals team. I mean, really to me, this Bengals team last season, it was like, Everything was right except for their O-line, and they fixed that problem. So for me, it's really, really hard to not think that they can hit that over nine and a half this season. I think you could make a case and say that this line is too low. Um, you could maybe give the O-line being stronger two more extra wins uh, because we watched how Joe Burrow was able to perform, being sacked 70 times. He spent you know, half the game on the ground and not on his own two feet. So you could make a case and say, oh, they could easily have two or three extra wins just with a stronger O-line. So you could make a case it's too low. I'm going to say it's just right because they did finish 10 and seven last season. We don't know what that O-line is going to look like just yet, but obviously, in my opinion, it can't get any worse. It can only go up from here with that O-line. So one thing I do want to point out, and this is something that I, I made a video about this, and, and it's something that I just want to throw out there for people. The Bengals did go from having the third easiest schedule last season to the seventh toughest schedule. They mm. saw the least amount of improvement in their schedule difficulty out of any team in the NFL. So that is something to keep in mind if you're like, oh, I just don't know. I'm not loving that nine and a half. Or maybe you're trying to decide which team's coming out on top in the AFC North. That discrepancy in schedule difficulty for the Bengals is the worst out of any team in the NFL. So that is something to consider. To go from the third easiest schedule to the seventh toughest is definitely an adjustment. Um, so something to keep in mind. I think the number is just right. I do lean taking the over because I like them coming out of the AFC North, but just thought I'd mention that schedule difficulty because they did have the least amount of improvement. Yeah, that's a great thing to note. And then those wondering about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl hangover, how real is it, especially right. for the team that lost of all the teams in the Super Bowl era that lost, eight got back, only three won. So those are the statistics we're going up against 
For those that were interested, eight got back three one. I think this team is special. I think Burrow is special, and I Agreed. I look at a team that's coming in with a top seven offense last year. They had a top five rushing defense. I really love that. They were four and two in division. They were eight and four in the AFC. So all that to be said, I looked at their schedule. I got an eleven and six projection for them. I think they lose early to the Cowboys. I think they split with the Ravens. They split with the Browns. And then I can't justify them beating the Chiefs, Bucks, or Bills. That's six losses right there. Again, I mentioned that week 18. This whole division could come down to Ravens, Ab, Bengals, week 18. If they get that loss out of the way, which sounds absurd, but the odds that they'll beat the Ravens twice again, like they did last year with a healthy Lamar, not a great chance. But I think value-wise, at least at the win total for what we're talking about here, I think you got to go over. How does this team not win 10 games if everyone stays healthy? I just think, offensively speaking, is there a more dangerous offense in the league coming into this year outside of maybe the Chiefs and the Bills? I I can't think of a team that has more star power that shored up their weakest element in the line than this Bengals team. I have to go over. Agreed. I love it. All right. This is going to be an interesting one. And it's going to be a weird kind of way to talk about the line. But the Browns, as we kind of await, and we'll see what FanDuel does, whether they keep it on, take it off, this Deshaun Watson suspension. He's gotten six games at the moment. There could be an appeal. There could be a hammer laid down by Goodell. How do you feel about this Browns team and that line? Yeah, I mean, this to me – the Browns in general this season to me are a stay away. I think there's too many question marks. Um, you know, I think it's it's important to remember that these athletes are human. And um, w- in the midst of trying to prep your team and trying to get ready for the season, the QB is kind of the glue that holds a team together. And when that is so uncertain and that is always questioned. I mean, this Browns team has really struggled in recent years to have a consistent, cohesive QB to team, you know, chemistry. And so I, th- I just, I don't really have any faith in them. I mean, they did go eight and nine last season, but now there's the possibility of Watson missing six games. I think the number is too high. I imagine, you know, once we get a little bit more confirmation um, about Watson's status, I imagine that number will probably lower. Um, So for me, if you're going to grab them right now at nine and a half, the number is way too high. I would take the under. But for me, the Browns are just kind of a stay away team this season because there's so much uncertainty there. Yeah, it's got to be a stay away. And I was hearing different scenarios play out this morning in in sports radio. And the thought that he could end up suiting up week one because of an appeal, that throws all of this futures off. And then to find out that he could also get suspended for the year or double. There's too many variables. I'm with you. If I had to lean one way, I'd go under. I got him at two and six in those first eight weeks Without Deshaun, if it ends up getting pushed more than six, after that, they have to play the Bills, the Bucks, the Ravens, of course, and the Bengals. It's going to be a tough year for them. I think, and again, not to be the karma guy, but this is a bad karma play here for the Browns. I can't root for them. I'm pretty disgusted. I've heard your take on it. It's awful. Um, I hope Goodell does the right thing. But yeah, there, there's no way I can, I can support or back this at all. I got to go under. I agree. I love it. All right, Steelers. This is interesting. No yes, it one, is. It, no one is is even 
entertaining the idea that Pittsburgh can make some noise. We're hearing that Rudolph has been arguably just as impressive as Trubisky in camp. You have Pickett there, the Rook, the Pittsburgh kid. How do we feel about seven and a half and the Pittsburgh Steelers? So listen, you can see the West Virginia basketball behind me. Pittsburgh <laughs> has just never been a place or a, you know, a, a teams or sports that I have ever really cared about. But I'm going to give some credit where it's due. OK, and I think this number is way too low, way too low. And let me explain. I mean, nine and seven last season. So they hit the over last season. I think that they have a great coach. This team always finds a way to be very competitive right when you're about to write them off. Here they are. They're competitive. They can hang with the big dogs every once in a while. So I love their coach. I think they have a very strong defense. Defense wins championships. So I'm feeling optimistic about that for them. They have a relatively same schedule, uh, difficulty of schedule as they did last season. So to go nine and seven and then to see that number at seven and a half, I think it's straight up disrespectful that right now the Browns have a higher number than the Steelers, if we're being completely honest. Yeah. Way too low. Take the over seven and a half wins for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm completely with you. I, do we even know? Does the general public know that Mitchell Palooza is 29 and 21 as a starter? He's eight games above 500 uh-huh. as a starter, going to a stable organization with a great company culture, coming from a disaster and a catastrophe. I'm sorry, Chicago Bears fans, they can't get it right on the offensive side. The defense actually, and they do have a great D, I'm with you. They were 20th in points per game last year, and they still hit the over on this number if we're talking the same last year to this year. They're going to be better than top 20 in defensive points against. Yep. I look at their schedule. as a team coming in that was 4-2 and two in division last year. I think they beat the Browns early with no Deshaun. They handle the Jets. They handle the Dolphins. I think in the NFC South, which they play, they can go 3-1 and one between the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers, depending on timing. And if they could beat the Raiders, which I think they can at home, or upset a team like the Colts, and then just be serviceable within the division, they get to over seven and a half easily. I think this is a team that has to. Everyone's eye on Pickens. Of course, Najee is an unbelievable bell cow back old school, perfect for, for how that team's style is with ground and pound and great D. And I think that's what they go back to. Not a glamorous team, not a particularly flashy offense but we're just talking about winning games that's right that's all you gotta do is win mike tomlin to go eight and nine how do we not at least take that i gotta go over with you i think this is i don't want to say a steal but i think this is a lot that way i really think that when i saw that number i was like that just feels low like that doesn't i feel like there's no respect for the steelers right now god if my granddad that lives in west virginia heard me talking like this i think he would Punish me for the rest of my life. But I'm just saying, I mean, that it really does feel like a steal. Seven and a half for a very competitive team, well-coached, strong defense. They hit this number last season. Same difficulty of schedule. Yeah, give me the over. I love it. I, we are in complete AFC North synergy, Liv. We are yes, we on are. over, over, under, over, and we're on the Bengals. Yep, I love it. Well, what could go wrong? Nothing. <laughs> It never goes wrong, especially not on the best gambling show ever. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are out of here. We are back on Thursday. And for Liv, I'm Alex. We'll see you back on the Volume Sports YouTube channel in a couple of sleeps. See ya.
the volume.